Welcome back to Vivid Vibrations, a different conversation. Um, I do want to check in with you all to make sure you all are doing okay, especially after what our nation experienced at our nation's capital. You know, that stuff was kind of crazy, and I know a lot of people are on, are on high alert about what may take place for the um, upcoming inauguration and stuff. So make sure you please, please, please take care of yourself and make sure you get your mental health days in and make sure you check on your loved ones. Okay. We must be healthy and we must take care of ourselves, mind, body, and soul. So make sure you take the time out to do those things. Now, jumping into our current episode, I do want to recap re real briefly about what we discussed on a previous episode, which was dealing with, you know, the typical things that people talk about for the new years. Um, I did mention and suggested a new idea as far as um, your calendar new year versus your physical new year. So if you want to learn more about that, check out our previous episode and you'll have all the information you need regarding that. So for this episode, we're actually going to talk about worth, self-worth, and we're going to answer the question, am I worthy? So go ahead and ask yourself, am I worthy? Go ahead, say it again, you know, ask yourself and really think about it. Am I worthy? Am I worthy? So to understand worth in itself, I want to give you all the definition of what worthy means. Worthy means someone or something that has desirable qualities and is entitled to respect or attention, okay? So just to give you some synonyms for what worthy means, you have noble, moral, or have morals, um, satisfying, admirable, reliable, excellent, valuable, the list goes on, even trustworthy, deserving, um, plaudable, pleasing. So all these things play into what worth or being worthy means. So when you ask yourself, am I worthy? Think about those things. Am I trustworthy? Am I noble? Am I satisfying? Am I reliable? You know, so whatever you are missing, maybe those are some things that you can also try to work on on this calendar new year. So as I start journaling along with the subject matter about being worthy, what I tend to do is go into deep thought. So one of the first things that I thought about was why in our community, the BIPOC, Black Indigenous People of Color community, why do we have a serious issue with associating self-worth to a price tag or the dollar sign, the high mighty dollar? Why do we do that? And so as I journey in my mind down, you know, questionable lane, <laughs> um, I started really thinking about where this, where the root of this process came from. And so I, you know, I asked myself, is it embedded in us from like years of enslavement, you know, in which the value or the dollar sign was placed upon our ancestors when they were being auctioned off, you know, um, to the, to the highest bidder, that was something that that came to mind was that's probably where this all stemmed from and that we were not able to have the same starting position as others who are not a part of the BIPOC community. So going back to the idea of our culture associating dollar signs to mean we are worthy, I'm pretty sure back then when our ancestors were on the auction block, I don't believe that they really were excited to being auctioned off to the highest bidder. So, and to take it a step further, 
within our culture, we also have the issue of evaluating worth based on skin tone. So I know a lot of people don't want to talk about it and they think we have moved away from that. I don't necessarily believe that we have. I will say we've made progress. We have made progress. However, in the media and even within our culture, you know, at our at a non-celebrity level, there's still some form of in-house racism or colorism that takes place within our own culture. So, and how this relates to the chopping block that our ancestors have to experience is that the light-skinned ones were able, I'm pretty sure most of you already know about this, but the light-skinned Negroes is what they were called, were able to work inside the house. They didn't have to be outside, you know, sweating and working hard day in and day out. Their enslavement was slightly different. Not saying that it was right, but it was just different. And so then those who were outside doing all the manual, hard, extensive labor were considered the the darker skinned Negroes, as they will refer to them. And so they created a internal battle between the light skin and the dark skin. And then also, let's not forget that the only dark skinned person for the most part that would be allowed to be inside the house would be what they will call an overweight, dark-skinned woman who would be considered to be the nanny, the person who would, you know, cook, take care of the children, even nursing um, the children that weren't even theirs. So it it created this this stigma within the culture, you know, that light skin is better, dark skin is not as good, um, and that to have it better you have to be light basically so here we are we we are already programming our community our culture and generations that've come after our ancestors that look you know we need to put a value a price tag to um assess our worth and then also a skin tone to assess our worth so again i will say i do believe that we have come a long way as far as we can embrace ourselves a little bit more whereas before if you were dark skin especially dark skin period you would be seen as the aggressive one the um, troublemaker the bitter black woman for lack of better terms you know all these derogatory things and then the lighter skin female will be seen as the prize right so again i'm so grateful that now even though there is some level of colorism we have made progress, but I would like to see it be even better. But at least now we are able to actually embrace our our chocolate, our melanin. Oh my gosh, y'all. Melanin. I'm so glad that we can embrace our melanin. Like the darker, the berry, the sweeter, the juice. I mean, even Tupac even said that, okay? But even going a step beyond that with the skin tone, there was... I remember when I was in uh, college, how we had a discussion about not only just the skin tone issue within our culture, but how it was not embraced. Like if you wanted to be a journalist or a reporter on TV, it was heavily, heavily desired and almost guaranteed that the only way, if you was a person of color, you were able to become a news reporter or journalists of some sort who will have to have their face appearing on TV 
was that you had to either perm your hair or get a straightened wig. You cannot embrace your true natural curls, kinky, coily, wavy, twirling hair if you wanted to be any type of news anchor or journalist who would have to be on television. And then you couldn't be too curvaceous. So to be in 2021 to where now we can actually embrace our physical appearance, our bodies, our curves, our twirls, our shape, our hair, just the fact that we can rock our afros. Like that is so amazing. So these things, even our lips and stuff, these things are so important and add to us accepting who we are and understanding our worth. Even though these things are um, physical, it still can add to and complement the internal attributes that you have, such as the things that I mentioned earlier before, that also adds to being worthy. So I think it's very, very, very important, even so more now than ever, especially with like social media and having ways to reach people that we probably never would have imagined to be reaching right now because of social media, that we inspire our little girls and little boys to love and appreciate what they look like, you know, rather they're light skin, dark skin, um, big round face, plus size or slender, in between, curvaceous, small or big, full, plump, juicy, beautiful lips, big, beautiful, brown, round eyes, whatever it is, and especially the hair. Because in our culture, I'm pretty sure most of y'all know, our hair, that's our crown. That's like our glory. It's like, just how Solange says, don't touch my hair. So like our hair is like everything. Our hair sets the stage and the tone for what we embody within ourselves. So the fact that we can even embrace our hair and rock it the way that we truly want to rock it, that is like so amazing. So I, I believe those things, external things can add to our our worth, but we do want to focus much more on the internal things and not just focus on what the media and what society deems to be worthy. Keep in mind, just think about it right now. Think about some of your maybe favorite celebrities, if you have any, or just any celebrities that some people consider to be icons or legends or who are very prominent right now or in the future or, in the, well, excuse me, not the future, but from the past, right? Think about it. How many of them do you feel are truly happy? How many of them do you think or feel like they are worthy? Like some of them, some people feel entitled just because, but how many of them you think really genuinely feel worthy? You know, who are, how many of them you think are really reliable? How many of them you think are really uh, admirable? How many of them you think are really trustworthy or deserving or pleasing or who actually have some true genuine morals? And for the most part, believe it or not, there's a lot of celebrity couples that we see that we may blindly idolize who are actually not happy they actually were paid to create this image you know to be together and to create this image of a happy family and everything but they're actually in turmoil but guess what they have they have that mighty dollar right but money can't buy me love money can't buy you peace money can't buy you happiness and if you think it does trust and believe that's just temporary so when we think about true worth, self-worth, you know, we want to think about 
just put it like this self-worth is a package it's a reciprocated relationship you know in which you feed positive energy into yourself right and then you send it out to the universe so we can find someone else to to latch on to so we can continue the process of filling the universe the space the world with positive energy self-worth is like a give and take again like i said um reciprocated if you are always receiving and not giving that that doesn't become that doesn't say that you're worthy that actually will translate to you being selfish and one key component to me about someone who can who is deemed as worthy they know when to be selfless and help other people self-worthy means to it's like knowing your strengths and areas of improvement I always tell people a good leader knows when to follow, right? So even someone who have, who's considering themselves or know that they're worthy, they know what they are very good at. And then they know they're not afraid to accept their weaknesses. And just because you use the word weak, we have a, tr we have a lot of trouble, especially in our community about using that word weak or weaknesses. Weaknesses doesn't mean something is bad. You could be great in doing 10 things, but maybe weak in doing the 11th thing that you tried to do, you know? So that just basically means that that may not be for you. Now, is something wrong that you can't do that? No, of course not. And the beauty of it all is that you are worthy enough <laughs> to say, you know what? I don't even want to invest my worthiness in continuing to try to be great in everything, but be great in what I am capable of being great with. Or being great in. See, you want to worthiness and being and having self worth is is not just a all in one ball or a box. It can fit into various different categories, but it starts with you. So it's the fact that you are able to acknowledge your strengths and your your weaknesses or areas of improvement, so you can become stronger in these other areas. And one key component, or another key component, rather for self-worthiness is knowing how to set and accept boundaries. In our community, the Black, Indigenous, People of Color, BIPOC community, we have major issues with setting boundaries. And I don't know where that stemmed from, but that's going to be a whole nother topic also is talking about boundaries. So not only do you need to know your strengths and weaknesses are areas of improvement to be able to assess your value and your worth. But you have to be able to set boundaries. You have to be able to set boundaries for yourselves, for yourself and for others to follow. And then another key component is, and this is going to be touchy for some, but I like to say we're not going to sugarcoat it and we're not going to step on eggshells. Okay, we're just going to speak the truth and, and tell it like how it is. Another major issue when it comes to self-worth that we struggle with is accepting a piece of a man or a woman just to have someone there. There, I said it. That is like one of the other major things that we struggle with, not thinking that we're good enough to have someone who can meet us where we are and love us and adore us and really appreciate our self-value. So I can, and I can speak from this from personal experience, really on all of them. So 
I'm going to go ahead and start with um, knowing strengths and areas of improvement. So for me, one thing that I know that I wanted to work on is actually accepting my gifts. And the reason why that has been so hard for me is because I've experienced different forms of abuse and violence growing up as a child and stuff, and then even experiencing bullying. And so bullying for me played a major role as far as in my adolescent years on how I perceived a lot of things or how I moved forward just in life in general. So for example, if I have a, I know I have these gifts, right? And I'm pretty sure you have some gifts too. So I have these gifts and with the gifts for those who, you know, been around me to know the different capabilities and things that I'm able to do. And they, I have people, you know, in my inner circle who would always encourage me to keep at it and to stay at it and to really walk into my purpose. However, because of some of the experiences that I ex went through, far as with the bullying and stuff with people taunting me, calling me ugly, stupid, all those things, you know, um, trying to fight me all the time. So I always have to defend myself. So I always been in defense mode anyway from my childhood abuse. And then when I went through the other abuse as far as bullying and stuff, later on in life that even intensified the defense mode. So I always felt like I was in defense mode. So when people would give me compliments, I tend to downplay the compliments. So instead of me embracing the compliments that people would give me, which would be on my strengths, I will always have something to downplay it to not truly embrace it. Um, hopefully you all know what I mean. So like for an example, my best friend, she will tell me, oh my gosh, I really see you being very successful in X, Y, Z. Like you're very good at that. And I'll be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, thank you. Like you sure? I will always like second guess it or question it because that's just what I just accustomed to, accustomed to doing. Or like I have like I love to cook. I love to cook and I love to bake. So my, for example, my nephew always say, oh, you know, Amy, you, you threw down or that was real good. Or we have a cousin who always say, oh, in-law, you know, you, you be cooking, you be cooking. That was, you know, that was good. Like you have to make me some more of that. And I would just be like, oh, well, you know, I tried, you know, I did my best. So that's the examples that I can give. So if you're doing stuff like that, and again, I'm guilty of it. And that's something that I'm working on this year is just to be able to accept the compliments and be and be glad about it. You know, that adds to my worth. That's something that I have that I have some strong suits in and people are complimenting me for it. And I need to embrace that, you know, because I definitely don't want the universe to take it away. So if you're experiencing that same type of activity or withdrawal, when someone gives you a compliment or something, take some time to kind of work on that, to really hone in on what the compliments are, are about and what they're for. And perhaps that just means you just need to go and put your foot down and say, you know what, this is my strength. This is what I'm good in and walk into that purpose. Okay. Because what you don't want to happen is people stop giving you compliments on things that you are in fact good on. So, yeah, that's something that I 
have been working on. I do feel like I'm getting better. It's still a work in progress, but I am working better and harder at just embracing those things. Because if the fact that other people can see those strengths in you, then you should look and evaluate and be like, wow, well, maybe they're right. I really do have a strong suit in XYZ. So another example that I can give you all is about the setting the boundaries for yourself and for others to follow. So because of different life experiences, you know, we all have different walks of life and different things that have put the pieces of the puzzle of your life's journey to where you are right now. Okay. So for me, I had major issues with boundaries and I'm still working on them to the most part for the most part, but I do think I'm much better than what I were years ago. Okay. Where I was years ago. So for example, friendships, right? We all are taught at an early age, you know, even someone you don't even know going back to school. All these, you know, all the all are friends, you know, without knowing the true definition of friends, right? So someone who has gone through abuse and violence, especially at a young age or even bullying, our perception of friendships are going to be a little obscured or skewed. Rather, we're because of the abuse and trauma, sometimes we either don't know how to accept friendships or we accept all friendships, the good and bad, rather people are using us and making you be a doormat. So for me, early on, I was actually the one who was just accepting friendships because when people are talking about you and laughing at you and calling you names and stuff, if someone says they want to be your friend... I don't know no child at a young age who wouldn't be elated about someone being excited to be your friend. It's like, finally, someone wants to, you know, hang around with me and be my friend. So I have developed like some of these relationships that I thought were true friendships, but I didn't understand or learn until later on in life that those really weren't true, authentic friendships because I... I had morals and values and I had boundaries. There's just some things that I wouldn't do. Like I wouldn't sleep with my, if we're supposed to be best friends, like sisters, I'm not sleeping with your dude. Okay. Like it's like a sister code where people are off limits. You know who is off limits. You know what you should and should not do. Right. Well, I had instances where I thought we were best friends. Well, guess what? The person slept with someone who should have been off limits. So, or if, you needed help with XYZ where I'm there for you to help you with this. But then when it's my turn to need help with something similar, when I need your support, well, guess what? They weren't there. So it was pretty much, I was just being just the the doormat or the friend that was doing above and beyond what was given back to me. So you don't, you want to make sure you can set boundaries with friendships and even with not even just friendships, you want to set boundaries even with relatives and family members. And a key little nugget to drop here is that families, someone that you consider family, they will respect the boundaries that you have set. So make sure you keep that in mind. True family members or persons who say that they love you, if they genuinely, truly really love you, they will set, they will set boundaries. They will also accept boundaries and they not, they won't push you outside your boundaries that you have set for them and for yourself. 
amongst each other. Now, relatives, that's a whole nother different ball game. Relatives don't care about boundaries. As a matter of fact, I recall seeing a, a post. I can't remember who posted it on Instagram, but it was some post about how uh, some people would consider you disrespectful and rude because you said boundaries that they, they don't want to follow. Well, that's not my fault that you don't want to follow those boundaries. Those are, that's your fault, right? But we have to set boundaries and stuff so we can have this loving environment, right? And have positive and healthy relationships. So yeah, so this is another example that I could share as far as like setting boundaries and stuff with family members or with um friends or relatives, even co-workers. So you want to make sure that you can set those boundaries. And that also helps add to your worth because ultimately you don't want your worth to be drained because when your worth is drained, then guess what? All those attributes as far as being admirable, reliable, trustworthy, deserving, pleasing, they will start to deplete because you won't your cup won't be full to be able to give your best and your all, right? So, yeah, those are some examples as far as, you know, knowing your strengths, knowing areas of improvement, um, as well as setting boundaries for yourself and for others to follow. Now, another example that I actually can give you all is about settling for a piece of man or woman, okay? I know a lot of people don't want to talk about this, but this is so true. Um, besides using money to place a value on ourselves a lot of times having a piece of a man or a woman seems to justify or define worth as well and I know this is like a little tricky gray area but to be straightforward we shouldn't do that um, I'm guilty of it I done it and it wasn't until years later when I realized that I'm worthy and that I am better than that and we have been so programmed and conditioned in our culture to just accept anything than nothing at all. And so when it comes to accepting a piece of a person, when you don't know your true worth and value, that may seem okay. But it's not okay because we all are worthy of someone who can treat us the way we truly want to be treated. So for an example, and this is another story. I'm sorry, y'all, for all these stories. But it's just so you can know, I have personal experiences and encounters where these things that I'm talking to you about is not just me pulling it out of a book or out of a fairy tale or out the sky or anything. It's because I went through it. And so I feel like people appreciate when someone can relate to what they are talking about and when they have personal experiences it makes it even more relatable and believable what someone is sharing so for example I my previous relationship was actually a very abusive relationship um it was very horrible and I would not wish that on anybody but I was one of those persons who was just, I was just okay with having something better rather than nothing. And it took some time for me to get to the point where I was like, you know what? No, enough is enough. Enough is enough. So what I did was obviously after the relationship, I took time for myself. 
I took time for myself. And I believe that's what a lot of us miss out on is we're so fixated on having that intimate connection or that deeper connection that we'll just accept anything, not realizing what type of energies we're putting into our internal space, which can be very dangerous and unhealthy and also can impact your self-worth. So that's what I did. And I also, with the support of my inner circle, I was able to actually start going to counseling. And a lot of us in our culture, again, we have this taboo idea about going to counseling. And counseling is really not all that bad. Like for me, going to counseling helped me realize my self-worth and how to remove the layers that were weighing me down from my previous experiences and encounters. So from all the abuse and negativity, the me not believing in myself and just having that strong support system to be able to better assess my self-worth, going to counseling actually helped me with that. Going to counseling also helped me to understand and embrace, embrace that I am worthy to be with someone who loves me. So a lot of us have been prone to believe that love hurts. And I'm here to let you know that real, authentic love do not hurt. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. Real, authentic love does not hurt. When someone say they love you, you should not have any hurt from them. You shouldn't feel harmed. You shouldn't have to sugarcoat or be on eggshells with them when you're talking about different things or when you're expressing if they hurt you or did something that caused you to feel uncomfortable, right? So real love does not hurt. And going to counseling also helped me understand that as well. So another thing is like, for example, like my husband, he was someone that we actually knew each other since high school. And so, and the crazy thing is he was a senior, I was a freshman and never in a million years will I thought that I would be his wife today. Like he was popular. He was a very nice looking, handsome guy. A lot of the girls liked him or wanted to talk to him or wanted to date him. He was very cool. He was not the typical jockey that, you know, we see on TV and stuff like that. He was very respectful manuable and everything. He was real cool and stuff. And we actually were in some similar circles, like of different activities and stuff in school, but he was very cool. But because at that time, since people would bully me and be mean to me and stuff, I didn't feel like I was pretty enough to actually date him. And then not only that, I was thinking about, oh, if I try to talk to him, they're going to be talking about him too. So that's going to mess up his reputation. So not only was I thinking about me, but I was actually thinking how him talking to me will harm his reputation. And now it's interesting how the universe came around full circle where I'm his wife, you know? So that also helped me know, wow, I am very worthy. I do have a lot of good characteristics and traits um, to deserve someone who can truly love me for me and all of me. So just don't settle. You know, when we're talking about self-worth, don't settle. And I'm not saying because I know some people be watching, um, I think his name is Kevin Samuels. <laughs> I know a lot of people be watching him and uh, some of the questions that the ladies will come and ask will be dealing with about trying to get high earning men. So since he, since those questions are specifically talking about high earning men, again, the issue for me 
some people may not like what I'm about to say, but why are you looking for a high value man? That's putting a dollar again on worth. So you think that you and all your baggage and trash or whatever the case may be deserve to have put a price tag on someone of high value when you you're not even truly appreciating yourself. I think that's the best way I could say it. You're not even truly appreciating yourself. All you know is you see these celebrities and stuff. That's what it is. And you think that you're supposed to have someone who is um, a high earning person who makes over $100,000 or who's, you know, making even more than that, over $500,000. And you think that entitles you for some shape, form or fashion to be able to have someone of that status. Well, what do you bring it to the table? You know, you have to think about that. So we have to stop putting a price tag on value and self-worth, especially when it comes to a person. It's the other qualities, because let me tell you this, as I mentioned before, there's some celebrities who are paid to create this image. Okay, but they're not happy. They are in turmoil. There are very few, not that many who are actually in the limelight, who are genuinely happy in their relationships. So keep that in mind. So don't be so fixated on someone that's making all this money. Because again, remember, money cannot buy you love. Money can't buy none of us love. Money can pop too much money can actually possibly cause a headache and other issues. Okay. So you want to make sure if you do still want someone of that status, you need to make sure that you know your self-worth, like your true worth, not what you proposition yourself to be or depicting yourself to be. What is your true worth what can you bring to the table like when push comes to shove if you was to be with this high earning person that you want what can you bring to the table if things happen they lose their job are you still going to be there do you have enough self-worth and value to pick up the pieces and carry the family see those are the type of things that as a culture we have to think about stop being so fixated on celebrity limelight you know or being in the spotlight or having this or having that because at the end of the day when the money and the the lights are gone the cameras are off who are you what is important what can you give to the universe how can you complement the relationship that you are seeking to be in even the relationship with yourself when the money is gone can are you no longer worthy take some time and think about that so again just to recap the importance of self-worth. Make sure you know your strengths, the areas for improvement, and being able to own those strengths and areas of improvement to have the ability to accept the feeling of knowing deep down inside you are good enough. Also, make sure you're not accepting a piece of a man or a piece of a woman. Okay, you want someone who can be whole with you and they can compliment you and you can compliment them and you can grow together. Okay, and then also not allowing yourself to be taken advantage of. Set those boundaries for yourself and for others. So to wrap things up today, I want to leave you all with some positive things to think about. The first one is when you understand and accept your worth, your internal worth, meaning beyond the name brand, the dollar signs, the likes and follows on social media, when you are able to accept your true worth, the universe will magnetize you with likened energies. 
That is so important because you want to surround yourself with people with liking energies, with like-mindedness, who want to go where you want to go. And not literally, but you know, who have the same drive and ambition to be great. Okay. And then the other thing that I want to share with you all is that true worth has no price tag or value because it is priceless. Okay. I'm going to repeat that again. True worth has no price tag or value because it is priceless. Now, y'all know I'm going to give y'all a little bit of homework, okay? <laughs> y'all probably saying, why she keep giving us homework? It's because I want you all, all of us in the BIPOC community to be great, Okay, I want us to be better and greater than what we were yesterday, the day before, the year before, and the years prior. Okay, our goal is to be better and greater. So, what I want you all to do is answer these two questions. Okay, am I worthy? And my current purpose is. So, I want you to go to my Instagram page, Vivid Vibrations with the Z, and I want you to answer these two questions. They're going to be two separate posts and you're more than welcome to share with your friends, family members, or those in your close circle to participate as well because I want you to be great and I definitely want you to know your worth. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning in. I hope you all be safe out there. Be careful. And again, remember to focus on your self-worth. Until next time. Bye-bye. Vibration.